Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation today comes from our Old Testament reading from Isaiah where God says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. This is God's word for us today. You may be seated. So just last week, uh, Emily and I and several others from St. Lawrence returned from a Reformation tour to Germany uh, that we were privileged to go on, uh, thanks to the St. Lawrence Foundation. If you have any questions about that tour, Maddie and Charlie, are are you guys going to be answering questions? No? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, Maddie will. Okay, great. Um, It was a wonderful experience. We got to visit all sorts of of incredible sites. Uh, We especially enjoyed, Emily and I, visiting the city of Wittenberg. Uh, which was the birthplace of the Reformation, the city where Martin Luther posted his 95 theses and then lived most of his life, Uh, the city where he did so much to restore God's word to God's people. It was incredibly humbling to walk where he had walked, to see his, his house where he lived, to go to the church where he preached and worshiped. And yet one of the most memorable things that we experienced in Wittenberg happened when Emily and I uh, we're walking just down the street, and this very enthusiastic young lady almost jumped out at us from one of the doors and started talking excitedly in German for like a paragraph. And uh, when I finally had the chance to get a word in and tell her that we hadn't understood anything of what she had just said, uh, she happily switched to English and invited us to come inside and look at her collection of Bibles. Well, it turned out... This was a traveling exhibit from the Museum of the Bible, which is set to open next year in Washington, D.C. And so in there, this very tiny place, they had uh, some ancient Torah scrolls. They had first, uh, first editions of the first English translations of the Bible in history. They had first editions from Reformation times. In addition to these historical Bibles, they also had a few novelty items, like the Bible that had gone to the moon with Apollo 14. Uh, They had Elvis Presley's Bible in there. Um, They also had the world's smallest Bible, which is the size of a microchip, right next to the world's largest Bible, uh, pictured here, that weighs over 1,700 pounds and took over 3,000 hours uh, for one man in Los Angeles to hand stamp letter by letter. So here in the city where the Reformation motto, Sola Scriptura, had resounded, we had the privilege to see some pretty unique copies of that scripture. And this whole experience got me thinking, as Pastor Kaiser kind of alluded to at the beginning of our service, how much do we sometimes take God's word for granted today? In Luther's day, not a lot of people knew how to read, and, and those that did found it very difficult to get a copy of the Bible in a language that they could understand, especially before Luther's translation. Well, nowadays, we can pick from thousands of different Bibles. We can read hundreds of different translations for free online or on our phone. We can listen to it wherever we go. So as, as we begin thinking about all of this today, I'd like to challenge you a bit with this question. What role does God's word play 
in your life. And what I mean by that is your daily life. How often are you meditating on God's word in your personal devotions? How often are you coming to to church and and Bible study to hear the word preached and proclaimed and, and shared? How often is your family gathering around it together at home? Our message today is called Water and the Word. Usually when we use this phrase in church, we're talking about baptism, how God joins water to his word to to deliver to us his gift of salvation. And we'll come back to that later at the very end. Uh, But the main thrust of the message today and and the title itself comes from our Old Testament reading uh, from Isaiah where, where God gives us this analogy comparing his word to the rain and the snow. Now oftentimes I think we kind of see rain as a bit of an annoyance. You know, it ruins parades and and picnics. It uh, is threatening today to move an outdoor church service inside. Uh, Maybe worst of all, it delays baseball games. Although uh, if you're a Chicago Cubs fan after the World Series last year, that's probably okay with you. But we do well when we recognize rain as, as the gift, as the blessing that it truly is. I grew up in the the high desert of eastern Oregon where rain or or snow or any precipitation was a rarity. And so farmers uh, out there invariably have to use some form of irrigation or else there just isn't enough water to make their crops grow. So it was kind of neat when we moved here to Michigan and all of a sudden we see see farm fields that are, are shaped like, you know, squares or rectangles instead of circles. And there seems to be, at least in some ways, a a greater reliance on the Lord from day to day to provide rain and and give growth. So as we reflect on God's word together today and and consider this analogy, we're going to talk about all of those sorts of things. But I'd like to focus in now on on really the heart of Isaiah's analogy uh, where God says that his word will accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. And this kind of begs the question, What exactly does God purpose with his word? What thing does he send it to do? Well, as Lutherans, we have a pretty solid answer to these questions right off the bat. And that is that the purpose God sends his word to accomplish is to speak to us his law and his gospel. So if you're following along in your sermon outline, those are the the blanks at the top, kind of the heading there. Um, As a quick review, what we mean by law and gospel is that God's word has a twofold purpose. The law shows us our sin, uh, pointing out to us with brutal honesty where we have fallen short of God's expectations for us and, and God's perfect will. The gospel then shows us our Savior, how Jesus gave his life to pay the penalty for that sin of ours and to win freedom and forgiveness for us. So the law tells us what we should do. The gospel tells us what God has done. The gospel is far and away the heart of God's message to us, but it would be practically meaningless without the law that shows us our deep need for what God has done for us through Christ. And so throughout the book of Isaiah, where our text comes from today, we see this twofold purpose of God's word at work. In the first 39 chapters of the book, for the most part, um, we see that, that God sends his word to, to convict us. Um, Isaiah does this, you know, pointing out the shortcomings and, and failures of Israel and the nations in the first 39 chapters. And um, 
kind of show how the people of God and, and the other nations had left him behind completely. Well, today, God also sends his word to us to convict us. Just like the rain kind of seeps down to the, the very foundation of a building and finds every crack, uh, so too, God's word finds every crack in the facade that we set up for other people to see. Sometimes we even fool ourselves into thinking that's what God sees. But God's word penetrates through all of that and brings us his truth when we want it to and even when we don't. God's word sometimes rains on our parade. It doesn't pull any punches in discussing the reality of our sin. It tells us in no uncertain terms Paul did in our epistle lesson today, that if you live according to the flesh, you will die. In our gospel lesson, Jesus shared some insights whoops, on different ways that we might allow things to come between us and the word of God. Like when Satan distracts us and, and snatches the message away, or when we undergo tribulation or persecution, or when the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches mess up our priorities. So ask yourself today, have I let God's word convict me lately? It can be very tempting and frighteningly easy not to. By not reading it at all, or by dismissing what it says as for another time or for somebody else, or by failing to believe that it is actually doing anything within us at all. You know, I'm often told that the best sermons are the ones that touch on real life. Well, today, one thing I can say is that if the power of the Word of God seems to you something theoretical, something far off, uh, something that's not really all that relevant to your day-to-day life, one way to change that is to get into that Word yourself more and more every day in day-to-day life. Because if that's not something you're doing, It's almost like you've planted seeds that desperately need rainwater and then taken a big tarp and covered them up. So if you are allowing anything to come between your heart and the refreshing rain of God's word, whether it's just the general busyness of life, whether it's going up north every weekend, or whether it's something that I struggle with, just plain laziness, then that needs to be taken away. And I promise you that when it is, you'll find that God's word not only is sent to us to convict us, but especially to comfort us. This is the gospel's response to the law. Just as we come to the stark and demoralizing realization that we are sinful creatures, God shows us his mercy and his grace. Speaking words of restoration and reconciliation. God's word kills us only to make us alive again. God's word terrifies us with the reality of our sin only so that we flee to Jesus and find forgiveness and peace in his arms. After 39 chapters of mostly prophesying against Israel and the nations, Isaiah begins chapter 40 with the words, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Last week in our gospel reading, we heard Jesus' invitation to us poor and weary sinners to come to him and find true and lasting rest. Today, we heard Apostle Paul reassure us that we did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. 
we receive the spirit of adoption as God's children and God's heirs. So no matter what accusations may plague our hearts, God sends his word to comfort us and to remind us that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And to us who are in Christ Jesus, God sends his word to cause us to bear fruit. Did you notice that in our gospel lesson, in that that very well-known parable of Jesus? He explains this to his disciples later, and after explaining all the different places where the seed falls and doesn't grow, Jesus then says this, As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This is what we refer to as the third use of the law, that once we have received God's grace and mercy, we then seek to live our lives in joyful response to and gratitude for what God has already done for us through Christ. And we do this by by serving him, by serving others. We don't do these things to, to merit God's favor or to earn our salvation. All of that's already taken care of. We do them because that is who God has made us to be by declaring us righteous through the death and resurrection of Jesus. By his death on the tree, Jesus made us good trees to bear good fruit. But even better than the fruit that God's word causes us to bear is that fruit's prerequisite, life. More than anything else, that which God purposes for his word, that which he sends it to accomplish, in which it succeeds, is to give us life. Just as rain waters the earth and gives life to the vegetation and the animals that dwell upon it, so also is God's word the source of all life. It was God's word that that spoke life and the world itself into being in the very beginning. It is God's word that bespeaks us righteous that has conquered the death that has made its home in our hearts. In John 6, Jesus tells his followers, the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Through his word, God breathes new life into us forever. Earlier on, I asked you to consider the question that I hope was a bit convicting. What role does God's word play in your life? I'd like to modify that question just a bit now. And ask you this, what role does God's word play in your eternal life? Every single part of it. The rain reminds us that God is the one who gives life and that we are completely dependent on him for every good thing. The snow on a a good Michigan Christmas reminds us that Jesus came down from heaven to make us clean. To take our scarlet sins to make them as white as snow. Today, God's promise to you through his word is that even when the evil one tries to snatch that word away from you, even when persecution comes, when the cares of this world threaten to distract you and lead you away, still, the word of God will not return to him empty. In fact, the word of God has not returned to him empty. The word of God, Jesus, accomplished God's purposes for you. The purpose for which he was sent. He succeeded 
and the thing that God sent him to do. And he did not return to the Father empty, but with great power and glory, having won us back to him. Jesus is that everlasting sign that shall not be cut off that Isaiah talks about. And because of his death and resurrection, you will not be cut off either. Through the life-giving water of God's word, you are forever alive in Christ. And so maybe it's no wonder that, that it is by joining water to his word in baptism that God has called you and adopted you as his own child. So as Isaiah invited the people of Judah, today I invite you as well. Go out, enjoy, and be led forth in peace. And always treasure and meditate on God's word and find there God's good purposes for you of life and salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which transcends our understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in and through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.